Welcome to BGD Liming Live, where we bring you the Indo-Caribbean perspective around identity and culture. With over 12,000 supporters digitally worldwide and tons of online content, we are bringing it to life and having real, authentic conversations that are long overdue. What's up, everybody? It's Ashley, founder of the Brown Gale Diary. Hey, guys, it's Tiara. And it's Stephanie. So it's been a while since we've been back, and I feel good. I'm excited to talk today. I feel like we're all in like better energy. I feel like we were super busy over the summer, and now we're finally back, and we're here to talk about some cool things, get connected with everybody in our social again. And today, we're going to talk about the pressures of being perfect. Perfect Indo-Caribbean women within our community. What does that look like? What does that feel like? And how is that impacted in our daily lives so i want to ask you guys what do you think perfection has looked like within your life over the years what does that look like what did it feel like and how has it impacted everything that you do i think the pressure to be perfect was first imparted on me by my parents and i'm not saying it was entirely negative it's important that you know I was ambitious and that I I dreamt big and I wanted to go and do things and I wanted to succeed but I think overall it led to this immense stress and pressure constantly on my shoulders and even now that I'm no longer um, with them 24-7 I always feel that sense of stress no matter where I go just to be perfect all the time I think for me like going off of like what you said and when we think about our parents and how it's impacted us over the years. So like as we know, as I mentioned in other podcasts, my parents, they're like very like westernized. Like they grew up here. Both my parents are actually born here, but their parents grew up in the Caribbean. But for them, like they grew up like a lot more chill. So it's not that they weren't like they weren't invested in like me and my growth, but at the same time, they were very like lenient in ways. So I think like a lot of that leniency made me be average for a long time like i was just kind of average i was just like okay well i got good grades so that's good enough i have a lot of friends i can get along with everybody and i was just average you know and it wasn't until like i got older and i was started like asking myself who do I? it wasn't until like honestly sometimes i feel like it wasn't until yesterday (laughs) that i was really trying you know what i mean like like it just feels like I don't know, I didn't really start to like think about the way that I did things until I got pregnant. And then I really had to like start to buckle down. And even then for the last couple of years, like in certain areas of my life, I was like still not where I wanted to be, which was like obviously a lot of pressure, but I was just average in those areas too. But definitely like after like that big idea of like being a parent hit me, I was like, oh shoot, I really need to like buckle down and like get things together and like stop playing around and like stop being average because it's not enough. Like now somebody's looking at me. They their expectation is that I'm perfect. So what's your expectation of of your child then? Do you also impart like being average or or go above and beyond and do amazing things sort of contrary to what your parents did? I feel that's a good question. Oh my god, that's like a really intense question. Especially like my okay, so my son's four, to give some context. He's four years old, he just started school. Like, one thing I noticed about him is that he's, like, really, like, he's really into, like, learning. He really likes to learn. But he's also, like, really shy. He's also, like, very, like, he's very shy. But then in some areas, he's really hyperactive. Like, he's still, I'm still learning his personality. But I find, like, for myself, it's not that I'm hard on him to be perfect. But I definitely, like, I'm hard on myself when he doesn't get something right. Like, forgetting that he's four years old. Like, I'm more hard on myself. Like, oh, my God, I've done something wrong. I feel like it's not on him, like, oh my god, he's something done something wrong. It's I blame myself when he doesn't get it right. No, like, even though he's four years old. <laughs> okay, but, like, but, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at. Like, I wonder, you know, other parents, drop a comment and let us know if that's how you feel, too. I don't know. I had to think about this one for a while because I was kind of trying to, like, backtrack it in my head. But I guess, like, kind of like what everybody else said, it starts at home with, like, your parents. And I think... For a lot of us, like, West Indian parents put pressure on you to do well and be at a certain standard. And I know for my parents, kind of like what Stephanie said, it's not that it was anything wrong with that either. My parents, like, they had me young. They grew up here even though they, um, like, they were born back home in, like, Trinidad and Guyana. But they came here when they were kids. And their parents were really hard on them. But they, their parents didn't take in a lot of, like, 
the circumstances that they kind of dropped <laughs> their kids in, which is like you put them in a new country that's like a total 360 from where they grew up. So those kind of factors played a role in their lives, obviously. And then my parents weren't necessarily as strict as my grandparents were, but they were still like they were still kind of like they always pushed me. They always pushed me to do better, want better, et cetera, et cetera. And I still very much hold on to that now because anything that's kind of not the standard that I set for myself or what I'm used to automatically makes me uncomfortable. And I just feel like I have to maintain or go higher all the time. And sometimes yeah. it's hard, especially. And I think there's there's a lot of pressure on us when we realize like how old we are because it's kind of like we're oh not my God, yeah. we're not that old like we're <laughs> not we passed the 25 line okay but for context guys like, for context for the podcast like we're only we're literally all in like our mid-20s we're literally not like we're not old but there's so much i think pressure to just have your life figured out have it done and then you see other people like you know what i mean sometimes you see other people and you're like oh they're married already they have kids already they have a house already they moved out with their partner already and i'm like shit i haven't done those things yet mm-hmm. but it's also like everyone has a different life circumstance and you know it's like okay but do I necessarily want what they have literally not necessarily but I want what that looks like for me but I, I guess you want that like happening in my mind there's like this checklist you know and uh, like, yeah I have a checklist too. yeah literally like mm. we, we all have this like standard checklist of life and like what life actually looks like like for me I, I definitely have that where and when I don't hit any of those checklists like or anything on the checklist I'm like oh my gosh I'm crumbling mm-hmm. and I like literally I guess same. yeah literally like, yeah. oh my god I haven't <laughs> hit that checklist I haven't done this I haven't done that and it obviously makes you forget about the things that you actually have done if we don't meet the things on the checklist we're like really beating ourselves up and I literally the other day I looked up exhaustion like what does exhaustion look like because obviously like when you're like oh my god i'm so exhausted but i was like is this like a real thing like to actually be like physically exhausted like i fell asleep at my desk for three hours i did not know i'm like thank god i didn't have any meetings because i yeah because i was like (laughs) and i'm like this cannot be real like i need to go to the doctor like maybe i have like low iron i don't know what i have but like honestly i think i don't i don't really know like i'm pretty healthy so i think that a lot of it is just like the pressures of like doing this and doing that and I th- I'm sure like a lot of people who follow me that listen to this podcast might see like sometimes I talk about like getting up early in the morning like getting up early in the morning and you guys know because I'm always up in the morning like getting up in the morning is so 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 important to me if I get up by 7 like if I get up at 7 a.m. I'm stressed like I have to honestly imagine getting up <laughs> at 7 a.m. I swear to god and it's like a really really bad stress like if I look at my alarm I'm like like, I really screwed up today. And then the next day, I'm like, I can't do this again. I can't do this again. And just constantly thinking about, I can't do this again, adds more exhaustion onto me. But I'll go into the morning thing in a bit. No, 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 I get stuff. it. It was literally just this morning. Um, I had set my alarm with every intention of getting up at 6.45 so that I could go around the corner to the gym, come back home, get my pet set up, eat breakfast, and then start work at 9.00. And that obviously didn't happen. I kept pressing snooze again because I was just exhausted from the night before. So honestly, it's very hard to wake up on those mornings. Yeah. Especially because I feel like I find myself doing like random little bits of work in the evening too that keep me up at night. Or I'm thinking too hard into night. There is literally no period for absolute relaxation where I can turn my brain off and then go to sleep. I feel like every night I fall asleep out of pure exhaustion. And it's, it's, it's bad because I, especially like within our generation, I remember what I was going to say before all the podcasters <laughs> between 25 to 30, I feel like they're like, again, like this checklist, but that's like prime years of our lives. And if we don't hit these certain milestones, it says a lot about your character and who you are. I remember I was having a conversation with my cousin at the time and I mean, like obviously relationships between our like be- between 25 and 30 is like a big thing for people our age right now we were saying like you know this could be unpopular opinion he said it not me but <laughs> women after the age of 25 actually have lesser options than men which i at first i was like no that's not true that's not true but i mean like in a way i was like i feel like for me that was like oh my god like after 25 like it, it's true if i don't find somebody by 25 and we don't have it all together and we're not saving and we're not this and we're not that 
who am I going to find? I'm going to find nobody. And I it mean, leads to yeah. panic. That's panic. Yeah. It feels like, like panic. Okay, I can't say, I can't necessarily validate the statement or anything. I never said I No, no, I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying like, I can't necessarily say like, oh yeah, guys, like I agree. But I will say that like, our, for us as women, like our standards, I think, especially as we, not to say that we don't have high standards to be You're with, learning. But as you, you get what you older, want, what you don't. your standards get higher. So maybe to a degree, there is, like, I, that might be kind of what he was getting at. It's just like, as women get older and continue to raise their standards. That, exactly. Then, that's exactly Yeah, it does saying. maybe make less options because you're like, I'm not going to do A, I'm not going to do B, I'm not going to do C, I'm not going to do E, you know? And there you go. The pool gets smaller. And like, the, you know exactly. I mean? <laughs> and the pool gets smaller. And then there's all these men that are a little bit older that don't want to date women who have all these high, quote unquote, high expectations at the age of like between 25 to 30. Because obviously I'm not just going to pick anybody now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I have certain expectations. And if you don't meet those expectations, well, I'm not going to waste my time. Yeah. A lot of men like younger girls under 25 because they're like, okay, I can still get by. I could still chill. I still have time to get it together. That's funny because you know? I heard somebody kind of like talk about that recently. I mean, it did it kind of backfired on them, unfortunately, but they were kind of kind of going through that whole sort of thing of like going, you know, maybe three years younger versus three years older. But then it kind of, you know, it didn't really pan out because then they found that even though, you know, we're all in our 20s, that three year younger gap is like to the three year, you know what I mean, to where they're at is kind of significant. Exactly. Like if I was to date somebody that's 22. They're talking like TikTok and he's trying to talk business and it's like, (laughs) it's clashing. He's like, what are these sayings? Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I'm not on there like that. I don't know what the hell It feels like uh, like a generation gap or a knowledge gap. No, it literally is. And if you think about it, like specifically looking at like from an Indo-Caribbean cultural perspective, between 25 to 30, there is this like pressure to be making a certain amount of money, but also the pressure of being able to like maintain your home if you're living on your own, you know, and also this pressure of let's not even go into money. Yeah, and like the pressure, yeah, like those <laughs> making a certain amount of money, have a certain amount of job, have this certain like lifestyle. And I'm sure this happens in a lot of cultures, but like within Indo-Caribbean culture, we know marriage is a big thing, we know family yeah. is a big thing, we know all these things are really big. And if you're not hitting these gaps, you start to feel that pressure oh, well, you're not doing this and you're not doing that and you're not doing this and you're like... I gave up on that pressure. I think success looks very different to my family versus how it looks to me. Yeah. And I'm like, why am I Why am I stressed trying to achieve somebody else's goal when I've achieved none of mine? I don't think I'm there yet. I don't think I'm there yet. I I'm think trying. I want to be there. I'm trying. Yeah, I think I want to be there. And in my mind, sometimes I'm yeah. there. But then other times I'm like, oh my gosh. And it could be also because I have a son, right? So yeah, like added pressure. Yeah, there's like this super added pressure of like making sure that he has a a home and he has this and he has that, but also wanting to when people are like, oh, you're you're twenty something, you're still young, like you know, you're you're a young parent, da da da. da. So I I see what you're saying because you you also do want this life for yourself, and if you don't have it, you're kind of like sometimes I just feel honestly like I feel like oh my gosh, I'm failing, like I'm failing, like even though people might look at (laughs) like for myself specifically like. People be like, oh my God, like you do this, you do that. You know, you run a business, you're yeah. an entrepreneur. I'm like, I can never feel success- successful because of one thing that I don't have, you know? House. Exactly. <laughs> like having like a, a house that my son is going to be raised in. But to me, that's like my biggest thing. And that's my biggest, biggest pressure. And I'm not married. So. I mean, well, that's kinda, a common yeah. one, right? A, a lot of women you say, you know, you, you get married at 25. That's the goal. And then you have all your kids before 30. It's just it's a like, standard. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This five-year gap between 25 and 30. I kind of thought, like, that was what I wanted my life to look like. To a degree, you know what I mean? And it's not, that didn't come from like parental pressure. Because like I said, like my parents had me young and they were like, yo, make sure you get yourself straight before you go get married Mm -hmm. and have kids or whatever. So there's no pressure from my family to like get married or anything. But, you know, sometimes I think like I look at my own family. I'm like, well, everyone was married by now. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm saying. And I'm like, but I'm not. But then it's like, okay, I have to look at myself mentally. I'm like, are you like ready for that fully? Are you ready to... Because I'm like, I'm a big kid. I just bought a Spyro action figure the other day. <laughs> okay? It has all the movable, like, limbs. Like, the tail can go different ways. I don't even know what that is. I bought a, I bought a, and I bought, like, a Squishamello that looks like a cinnamon oh, roll. Oh, those are so cute, It's the though. cutest thing ever. Her name is Chanel. Like, we love it. Okay? So, I'm a big child. And it's like, word. I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm responsible. But to a degree, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm a big child. Well, you have, like, so. a, yeah. Like, you still have, like... 
Well, that's like your creative side too. But I mean, yeah. that's also kind of my personality. Exactly. Like whether yeah. I was a parent, some of those things are never gonna die. Like, I, I will yeah, fight my I kid agree. over the plushie. Like we're <laughs> we're gonna scrap over that. You can't, you know, relax, relax. You have your own. Don't touch mine. But yeah. there is, I think, one thing that I have been doing a lot lately is kind of like auditing my life and like who's in it, what those relationships look like, and that's giving me stress. That's giving me yes. a lot of stress. I am not gonna lie because. Again, kind of going back to, like, things that I wanted and things that I, you know what I mean? And this is just taking from, like, my life growing up. Like, my parents had, like, friends over and stuff like that. Like, my, both my, like, grandparents always had, like, functions for holidays. It was chill. It was, like, it was something we looked forward to. When they were, like, 30 and we were, like, 10 years old and they were, like, wait, why are we not But this is, like, it was just, it was such a active environment. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm kind of looking and I'm, like, things... My life doesn't look like that, unfortunately. And I don't know, maybe it's just like, it's not yet fair. But sometimes I'm kind of like... Take into account circumstance to uh, not to get all all political or whatever, but the economy doesn't look the way it used to. It's not like we have... no, no, that's fair. We have lots of privilege, but we don't necessarily have all the means that they might have we in those days. We can't afford anything. Yeah, <laughs> every life is expensive. For real. Yeah. I guess Quote it's just it. like, I, I grew, uh, one thing for me that's getting me is like, I grew up a certain way and there's a lot of positives to the way that yes. I grew up mm-hmm. that I want to continue, that I want my life to look like, that I would want for my child, children, whatever, when I have them. And the setup right now isn't necessarily looking... It's working against you. Yeah, it's working it's, against it, all it's of not us. Really because it's going to happen like at 37 that. instead of 27. Yo, relax. But relax. But you know, but you know, you're 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 definitely right. But I, but like one thing that I'm noticing is like a lot of it sounds like even through this conversation that a lot of the pressure comes from like ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually so. like in our mind. Like we always say this idea of like society and and society puts this in our mind, society puts that in our mind. But it actually is just like all made up in our own minds because it it's doesn't really have. Because when you tell me that, I'm like, oh my god, Tiara, like, you don't have to feel that way because it's going to happen eventually. But meanwhile, but you're exactly, to yourself. I'm looking you're at myself. Like, you're, you're there thinking for your, when it's yourself in your context, you're like, damn, it's never going to happen and whatever, whatever. Like, you're, yeah, it's easier to say it to somebody else and then you're like, but you don't say it, we don't say it to ourselves. Like, same thing, I might say, the, I would say the same thing to be like, don't worry, like, do your thing, it's going to happen. Meanwhile, when it's me in my head, I'm just like, oh my god, the whole world's going to fall apart, you know? Like, even the other day, I was like, Yo, I haven't even been to a wedding, like like a wedding. Like I don't have a like I don't have any friends who've gotten. That is fact. None of my friends have gotten yeah, married. I Zero. Been, I haven't been to a wedding. I know mine too. I haven't like things like but, that, which is what I thought my mid at least at this point in my twenties, what I thought it would look like would be like maybe we're going to a one-two wedding, maybe we're going to a little baby shower, maybe we're having a little barbecue at so-and-so Nothing. house. And meanwhile, it don't look like any of that. In fact, I'm like looking around like. I have a lot of have a, a lot, lot of things to reconsider. A lot of my friends do that, but they're older actually. So, well, everyone, every, for me, everyone's like pretty much the same age, give or take. Like, so then year. age does play a factor. That's that's really what we need but to no, address. The fact that things... there's a one two people I know too at the same time who <laughs> are like thirty. They cross the dirty thirty, or they just went above the dirty thirty, and it's. It's not like four plus four is not equaling eight. It's equaling like two. Yeah, so we're going backwards. Like yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. Like I and I don't but, mean that in a bad way. It's just it's. But it, even it ends up making me stressed out. Mm-hmm. You know. Even even like think about all those TikToks that we see where they're like, okay, I, I don't know. I don't know if you guys ever seen it, but it was like okay, twenty. 20, all the all the people from age twenty five to twenty eight need to start getting married because the clubs are getting. Oh too my full. god! Yeah, <laughs> I was like, and then I was like, holy, like, wait, that's me. And I realized, like, I used to like, I think about age a lot, and that's what it is. Like, we put this num, we always put a number on something, which is so bad. And I'm gonna. Like, I think it's though, but I feel uh, those things too, because we were just in like a friggin' after party last week, and I was looking around like yo i feel death standing here like why am i standing here honestly <laughs> like cause, no because i'm looking at like the people and like not like in a bad way it's just like the age that you're seeing the little girls who are obviously like 21 22 they're like woo to the song and i'm here like i don't even know what that this song is i know like i don't even listen to this this type of thing i don't know what the hell this is i don't want to know either but i felt like i low-key feel like death standing here like the throwbacks now place. are our songs but- yeah I don't know. Back to, okay, back to the topic, I guess. In a way. 
So age is a big factor to the added pressures of being perfect. Mm -hmm. So back to your point, Stephanie, about like the economy looking really different and the added pressures like, you know, from what our parents were doing and and that's like what we're seeing and we want to model that lifestyle or we want to be just like them or, you know, we want to raise our children in a certain way. Because same thing for me, like my parents had a lot of factors, like you were saying, Tiara, where we were hanging out all the time. We were going to the beach every weekend. They were like, they were cooking. Like we were not buying food. We were, they were like cooking. Like like every weekend at the beach, like we're cooking curry goat. Like if me and my friends go over, what are we going to buy to eat? You know what I mean? So like when you think about the, economy at their time and and what their lives look like they could literally like walk into a job get a get a pretty good job and they could afford an apartment or i I feel that right i I just want to chime in real quick but like (laughs) no for real when you're thinking about oh sorry guys let us just introduce this is our friend andre he's just like i'm a photographer actually yeah this is the brown gal diary photographer you guys actually might have introduced yourself and and yeah so (laughs) he's here with us right now and he's listening and he wants to add a little one two thing Thank you guys for introducing me. Happy to be here. Um, I just wanted to add on to that point from before because it's like when you really think about it, your parents really were out there cooking up. And it's like they you, you would go to the events and then, you know, everybody comes home with like Tupperware and all that. Like, when are we doing that kind of stuff? It's, like, I don't even, like, my food's not even good enough. But but like, yeah, like, it's decent, so, but like, I'm not going to like be like, oh my God, you guys want leftovers? I don't yeah. know if anybody's going to no, want okay, it. Okay, even but. so, okay, this past summer, right? Me and my boyfriend, we just bought, like, he bought a brand new, like, barbecue. Like, because before, like the summer before, we were grilling like every weekend at the beach, every single weekend, right? And like, that was the first COVID, like, year. And we were just trying to like crush it, you know, like just finding something to do for everyone and bring everyone together and like feel cool right so he bought a bigger grill because he's like yo we're gonna bring it back this summer we're gonna you know do the ones and literally nobody ever wanted to come like we would be trying to link people and nobody would want to come you so never linked me i didn't get invited me neither <laughs> so who got invited then <laughs> got invited that's, that's crazy, all, crazy. That's i think you invited me to like one you're like ivano bought a barbecue and uh, like yeah but every time i tell you to come somewhere you don't come oh my god so then i get I'm so then I, I just get like lazy to ask because i'm like hey, you know where i am just like, oh. okay we're not getting into this on the podcast okay back to the topic i get so lazy to ask because i'm just like five weeks of asking i'm like you know what she knows where i am on this day and time i know, so, I know, I know. i'm not i'm not gonna say anything if you if you know like okay you just know back to the topic it doesn't matter okay I mean, anyways it's like when are we gonna when are we gonna do that right like our parents were working jobs like they, they go fresh minimum out wage of, minimum wage they fresh out of their minimum wage job affording their entire apartment doing cookouts and whatnot it's like i'm 27 i feel like by the time i'm able to do that i'm what, 37 40 like it is exhausting and there there are a lot of standards that we have to meet and there are a lot of things that we have to do and when we don't do it we're kind of like who are we and like obviously back to that idea of like an identity crisis you know we don't understand ourselves and for me right now where i'm at i'm at a phase in my life where it feels like i'm really trying to understand but i'm trying to understand so much where it's almost like not genuine for myself like Obviously, there are a lot of things that I do and I like think like, yeah, this is a lot of me. But I always tell you guys this, like there's always this like one missing piece for myself. Like there's always a piece of me that's missing as much as I work, as much as I try to like put myself on a schedule, as much as I try to get my day to day life in a certain way. There's always like a piece of me that's missing. And for me, after this conversation, I feel like that missing piece is like taking away that stress of like what it should look like. Exactly. Especially in periods of change. I know all three of us are in just periods of change. Lots of things are happening. Lots of things are changing. And it's hard to take away that stress at this point. So all in all, stress will continue. (laughs) Sucks. No, just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. But yeah, honestly, I I just feel like... We're like looking for a solution that's like like that we're already solving. The solution I mean? is within us. It's take away the stress. My that's really it. Been shopping. It's not. I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> no, recommend do that. it to everybody. Don't do that. But honestly, whatever you can do to like, I, I feel like it's been stress a, it's is, been a coping mechanism. It's, it's, it's fine, like un, like jokes aside, and an honest like honest thing. I have been shopping like crazy and I say it because I'm actually using it as a coping mechanism. I'm fully aware yes, of it. Yes, when I'm sad, I go to winners. I am fully aware <laughs> of it. Like fully, I will admit it. It's not even to like flex. It's, I, it's a coping mechanism. I go, I cop things. 
that, that <laughs> I like. Every not just time like, you have a new purse, it's actually facts. That's that is facts. Every time I see you, it's a new purse. A new one. Yeah, that's, that's nice. Like that. Yeah, I did. I, I just got on. The I saw. I saw on your snap. Yeah. But yeah, just again cool. for a visual for everyone. <laughs> Tiara has a fluffy kind of gold purse. It's, it's, it's the Coach Tabby, and I just got it. But you know, like one big thing. One big thing, too, that a lot of people have been saying. So, I mean, like, I'm not big into it yet, but I, I actually recently started going to therapy. I've been to, like, I went to three sessions. My next session is tomorrow. It's been question, really- question before you continue. Yeah. Is your therapist Indo-Caribbean? I was kind of wondering. She's that. not. And the reason that she's not is because I know all the Indo-Caribbean therapists, and I'm not allowed to work with them because <laughs> I have we have the Indo-Caribbean. Oh, this is true. The directory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's so many of them, and there's so many amazing ones, and, like, I'm big on, like, you know, like, cultural understanding and mm-hmm. so but my my therapist is caribbean and okay. that was very very oh, very intentional she's mm-hmm. amazing she's so amazing and i really really like value her opinion are you allowed to talk about what kind of topics you've been getting into yeah yeah of course so so basically i mean we, we've done three sessions so there was like an initial session then there was like a session where we went over just like who i am and what i do and then there was just like another session where we just kind of like talk you know mm-hmm. uh, but now we like build out a plan and when i started like, I really didn't, un- like, I understand the investment in, like, physical health and understand the investment in, like, financial, like, understanding and, like, you know, getting a financial advisor or whatever and whatever. But I never really actually understood, like, an investment in your mental health. Because I'm like, I need to get this under control. Like, I am stressing way too much about not getting up at 5 a.m. in the morning. Like, if I miss that hour and a half of myself, because a big chunk of my morning is for my son. So that other hour, two hours for myself is like work hours, getting emails done, you know, like writing in my journal, meditating, whatever. If I don't get that, I feel like incomplete. And I'm like, I need to be able to understand why I feel this way. This is not normal, right? The stress that I feel. So by going to a therapist, I just found like one, it, it avoid like, not that I don't want my opinions from my friends. I love them. But a lot, a lot of times their opinions are biased because they're my friends, right? Like their opinions are obviously going to be biased. So it took a lot of stress away from Sometimes like feeling... we don't listen to our friends. Literally, mm-hmm. okay? <laughs> I thought she was looking at me, but anyway. Um, so a lot of our friends, yeah, like I go to my friends for opinions, but it could be biased at times, right? Because they're my friends and, and they love me and they want to tell me the best thing that they should be telling me, whether it's true or not, you know? They always give me their honest opinion, but anyway, that's besides the point. I just think that it took a lot of stress away from me because I didn't feel like I needed to tally everybody's opinion. And I think that was the biggest thing that I like have been able to take out of my life. It's like even this, these past few weeks, it's been really, really stressful for me, really hard, really major changes are going on in my life. I don't need to call every single person and find out how they feel about this issue that I just had with, with somebody else, right? Like I can just sit with these thoughts, write it down, and then take it to my therapist and, and figure out how to deal with it. You know, instead of like just getting everybody to tell me what they think and I don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like having a therapist has been like a really eye opening experience for such a short period of time. And I actually find like it takes a lot of stress off of me. So I'll update you guys when I go to a few more sessions. But so far, yeah, it's been good. Yeah. I've definitely been contemplating it for a while. It's just more so like the financial side of it was kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. A bit of a concern for me. But now I think like I'm in a place where it wouldn't be a problem and I could definitely like make that investment, but yeah, it's definitely but that's something the thing. that I'm mm-hmm. contemplating. But even that, like I'm like, okay, I spend however like many dollars at the gym. Like the the sessions, like a lot of therapists have a sliding scale, you know, and they just mm-hmm. ask you like based what on can, income, based on income, and what can you pay, right? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So, like a lot of <laughs> that's, times, like, yeah, that's good to know. I think that's like a, a really a really key thing, and it's just having that um like thinking about it as an investment because like you said, I go to the mall and I shop all the time. I, I go I go here and I, I'm like eating out and I'm buying food and I'm doing this and I'm doing that without even thinking yeah. about it. But when it comes time to make an investment like that, people are like, I don't need to talk to somebody and tell them about my problems. But you don't realize that these people are like specialized mm-hmm. in what they're, they do. They're trained to also yeah. like understand. And and, yeah, and, and it's, like a di- it's a discipline now. Like, you know, like I know that somebody is like holding me accountable. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. It's, it's the same thing as having a personal trainer in a way. Exactly. Right? It's something you have to get up and do no matter how much... You might dread going in one day. You know, maybe some it's it is like a workout. Sometimes you're excited to go and bring this person amazing updates, and sometimes you don't want to go, and it's hard to go, but you still go anyways because there's someone waiting on you, and there's someone there that's that's trained to help you. I had a therapist for a while um, in 2019 for about a year, uh, and she was awesome. You know, still mad at her. She decided to go and have a baby, and now she's, she's so not selfish. there. She's oh. so selfish. <laughs> 
But she was awesome. And I think she helped me through one of the toughest times in life where I was first experiencing that big change after I got out of my first relationship. It sort of felt on a day-to-day like my brain was in total, like just it was just mush. There was nothing going on. Um, And for once I was out of control. And again, it comes back to that pressure to be perfect. I was completely out of control. Everything was happening to me and I could do nothing about it other than, you know, maybe meld other people's perception of what was going on with me. But I realized that I really needed the help because I I felt like I was spinning out of control. It's a big help. Like, Like, I don't even know how, like, my mind shifted when I started thinking about going to therapy. But I was like, you know, when everybody talks about this healing phase... Like, it could be that, too. Like, that idea of, like, the pressure of having that healing phase, too, that you're going through between this, this time period. We're having an aesthetically pleasing healing phase. The, yeah, mm. like, an aesthetically pleasing healing phase. Like, when I think, realistically, the healing phase probably doesn't look that aesthetic. No, 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 100%. Realistically, Influencers probably, on TikTok love to do that. Oh, and my yeah, God. Like, oh, my God. You get up, and you, like, light your sage, and you... The camera's randomly there when you open and I up your curtains. Fresh flowers to smell when I wake up. They're right above the bed, oh, so they go right in my nose. When yeah, I like my daily routine. Like, wow, your oh. day is literally so perfect. It's How? so aesthetic. Like, but honestly, like... Social media is a You know, but the thing is, like, I, I feel like that's, like, one thing. So, for example, like, Andre, you were asking me about, like, what is the, what is the situation with the therapist actually look like? So, basically... And I'm a type of person, I need structure. I need, like, structure in my life. If I don't have structure, like, I don't, again, I, I crumble. I crumble a lot, clearly. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, we're working on it. That's how we're going to therapy. But I need structure. Like, I need it. My son needs it. We both need it. We thrive in structure. And what the therapist is helping me do is, like, set areas of my life that I actually want to work on. Like, what are the things that are the most important to you? And how are you going to work on those things so you can actually see your growth? And I think, like, that was one of the biggest things for me, just being able to, like, see my growth and talk about things that I'm going through and understand, like, how that's going to impact the things that I actually want to get done. So one of the biggest things that I wanted to work on was, like, my, like, well, like, prioritizing myself and, like, the things that I actually, like, well, I actually set my morning routine and my nighttime routine. That was, like, one of the things that I want to prioritize most. What are the most important things I need to do in the morning and the night and make sure that I get it done because that will take a lot of stress off of me. So that's like one of the biggest things that we're working on. There's a lot of Indo-Caribbean therapists. A lot of them have online services and it's a really, really, really great tool to use. I know a couple of like, actually a couple of the other, well, from our brunch, uh, for those who have attended, Mm -hmm. a lot of them said that they went to therapy and like they're doing therapy and it's really helping them and it really helped them understand that sometimes they, the the number one thing that you need to do is work on yourself. And I feel like Mm -hmm. for me, it's really helping me understand as hard as it is, I need, I need to focus on myself. If I even want this like idea of what picture perfect is, you know, for myself. Just on a side note that, you know what, you know, one thing that is sometimes kind of difficult though when you need to like focus on yourself for whatever reason or certain things that you're trying to work on but in that same breath you're trying to like not take away from a relationship like you're not trying to kind of like ignore a relationship that is or, literally like, a whole other topic bro mm-hmm. that is a whole or next like thing. still remain as present and there as possible while still trying to like do that for yourself but still trying to be there for another person so, like, Tiara, I know, like, for sure, that's, like, definitely a big topic and definitely something we're going to, like, explore in another podcast to a greater degree. But I think you're right. Like, how do we... And I think a big thing is just how do we balance all the different pieces of our life, you know, when it comes to, like, being... Like, when it comes to this idea of perfection and who we are and what we need to look like. Like, how are we balancing all these things? How are we taking care of our mental health? How are we taking care of our physical health? Like, how are we making sure we're avoiding society, uh, the things that you know, are going on in society and what they expect us yeah. to do. So I think a lot of it comes from just really like self-understanding. I want to circle back to the point about our parents being able to sort of build this lifestyle that we are unable to at this point, because I feel like there's a lack of understanding on their end for some people, at least for me. When my parents see me making choices that they would not necessarily make themselves, they're looking at that as either me taking the wrong path or as an outright failure because that's not what they did. But again, there's this lack of understanding that what they did is no longer attainable for me in some capacity. I'm not saying that they're wrong in wanting me to 
be successful, but again, their version of success does not look the same as my version of success. I'm happy with the way my life is right now. I know they're not, but again, it's because they're wishing different things for me that I don't necessarily want. And that's what creates that pressure to be perfect. The fact that they're wishing something that I don't want. A big thing for me, a big, big thing for me when it comes to that, well, we talked about the house thing. Like you guys know that, like, you know, Mm -hmm. for me, it's the house thing, but you're right. A lot of it in Indo-Caribbean culture, in my personal opinion, is tied to materialism. Mm Mm-hmm. What do you have to show for what you don't? And I mean, like, in a way, there's nothing There's nothing wrong with it, right? Well, I think a lot of it comes back to the fact that for so they long... They had nothing. No yeah. one had anything. Like, you had a little strip of land and a house on, and a farm. And, 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 and exactly. How much does that cost now? A strip of land and a farm. Well, I, mean, I know. Could you imagine? Like, you can't. You probably can't get know a strip anymore. It's probably a square foot. Yeah, literally, like, literally. But, the, but a lot of it is tied to materialism. And uh, obviously, we can backdate that to, like, what you said, TR. Like, they didn't have a lot. So to them... You're there. I mean, even though we live in Canada, that idea of like the American dream and, and what is the expectation here? You know, get married, yeah, have kids, have a house, here. and blah blah blah. And this is what we need to do, and this is what we need to live for. But you know, you do see a lot of like of our like you know other generations like kind of growing out of that now in mm-hmm. a way. But at the same time, we all still feel it. And I think again, like going back to that idea of like mental health and mental well being and and self understanding. It, we're slowly, slowly understanding that happiness looks different in different ways or perfection looks different based on this individual person. And families are coming around. I mean, there obviously are, you know, the one, two, auntie, this and that, that still will, you know, point a finger and do this and do that. But I think overall, like the community is, I think by the time our kids are older, the idea of perfection will totally shift and change. Yeah, And absolutely. what perfection looks like for us and our kids. And we're also correcting a lot of yeah. mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, He's tearing down the walls, first so. thing I did when my son was born was open a savings account. Smart. The first thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, obviously, like, I fed him and stuff. But, <laughs> like, you know, I was like, sorry, Zayden, I'm out of here. I gotta go, I gotta go to the bank. But, but no, like, it, it was, like, one of my biggest priorities because I was like, okay, you know, what are some of the areas that my, my family members kind of, like, left the gap for me? So, yeah, just kind of like what you were saying, the, the family pressures and whatnot. Well, that just reminds me of how, like, I had this conversation with my grandma a lot. It's always like, Andre... Get your get your uh, diploma. You get your diploma, you'll be fine. That's all you just make sure you yeah, get yeah, that. Yeah, thing, yeah, right? oh, it's like it, I don't know. Maybe nobody for... can take your education from you. Yeah, nobody cannot give us a job. But that's so true, though. Like I'll give my grandparents that. Like no one can take. I, that's one thing I feel like yeah. I spent my money, and I actually feel like it was kind of for me. It was helpful, Same. and I'm actually like, oh, thank God they said that because fuck, it makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. I think. I think in my own it, personal It's career, not that way for everyone, and I can acknowledge that. It worked out that way for me. We could have saved, saved, saved our money for sure. Saved, that's, that's oh, a, yeah. We could have saved right our here, money. Right? I'm like, sure Ivano would agree. Actually, no, I'm not. I'm sure. I'm confident. I'm confident he agrees. <laughs> we all have different paths. Our, like, all of us can agree the fact that we could have saved our yeah, money. But that's just that's what we did. I think the idea of just like... Uh, what you were saying like you know they they say like you know get your education and get this and and like it's all coming from a good place without Mm -hmm. even realizing like how the times are shifting and we're not shifting that idea Mm -hmm. like we're almost stuck in an area where we're like trying to shift our mind but we can't shift it fully yeah you know even to education a lot of them didn't even if they wanted to do that they didn't get a chance to because maybe like you were already a mom by the time you were Mm -hmm. like 18 19 20 or it yeah. just wasn't an option for you for whatever reason. You have to help your family, X, Y, and Z. So they yeah. they want us to kind of, you know, have those dreams that they didn't have. And it's kind of like that yeah. opportunity. Like and and there's no room for exactly. our yeah, dreams. Exactly. And when, when yeah. I, <laughs> I don't want to do it. When I had my son, well, I remember my grandma. Actually, a lot of my, all my grandma. I was like the first person to get, out of all my cousins, I was the first one to get pregnant. And I wasn't the oldest. So it was kind of like, oh, like, what the hell, you know? Like, I remember once. My, my grandma, on, like, one side, she was, like, oh, we had a conversation with me. She sat me down, and she's, like, you know, I just, I just like, had so much more, pl- like, I thought you had so many more plans. Like, you were so ambitious and this and that. And in my mind, I was, like, okay. Like, life's I'm, not over. Yeah, life's not over, you know? And then my my grandfather, I mean, he didn't say this to me directly, you know, but RIP. Anyway, um, he said it to my grandma. My grandma told me, or somebody told me, like, oh, he was, like, you're, like, one of the only grandkids I never felt like I had to worry about. You know, like, I, like, but he never said that to me, right? Like, I didn't know. I just knew after, and I was like, oh, shoot, like, 
what does this mean, you know? But for me, like who I was, I was like, well, forget this. Everyone's going to say all this. I'm definitely getting my degree. I don't want anybody saying anything to me. Yeah, you know no, what I mean? Like nobody can tell me anything yeah. after that. You know, once I get my degree, like nobody can tell me anything. But at the same time, like you guys were saying, like, I guess now we're at a point in our lives where like all these things are changing and it's just like how do we position ourselves in all these changes that are happening because we're battling like our own generation but also this okay. generation that we have so much respect for you know the new generation after us they don't care they don't care about their breaking respect walls. They're breaking yeah walls. yeah yeah they don't oh, care yeah. about this and that like See? we still we still carry that weight yeah mm-hmm. i wish i could be that unapologetic and i feel like i've reached a point where I'm getting there where, you know, if you have something to say, who cares? What do you have to show for yourself? If it's, if it's nothing, you really have no reason to (laughs) talk to me. Yeah. I feel that. I think, I think I'm there in some areas and then in other areas, you know, we need a little bit of work and it's not necessarily because I feel a way about saying things. It's just sometimes I, I don't know. Sometimes I like to look at things and I'm like, how worth it is this potential conflict? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because sometimes you know if you say something. It's like yeah. you see your parents, right? You say, Mom, I don't want to go to school and do this or I don't want to whatever. You know that's going to be a potential yep. conflict. I that's had that. I had, I, had that, I had that with my parents when I dropped out of college. Because one, when I, first, when I first even tried to plant the idea to my mom that I wanted to drop out, as in like actually not finish the program and whatever, she just thought I was like thought I you know this phase she thought I was having a bad day yeah and then I was like okay she didn't really bite on that one so I came back like a week later I was like I'm miserable hello like you know what I mean like there was no other way to say it and she was like she wasn't happy obviously and she was just like no like you know what I mean like my parents of all the things that they tend to be like strict about or whatever like the one thing they were always on my ass about was school not really anything else but it was always school and then and then I dropped out of school so we failed and then then I dropped out of school in my last year you know so it always works out that way the one thing your parents really really want for you yeah yeah we were this close to the finish line he's like yo what do you like? How, what do you do for school? Like, how's work? That's the first thing. Yep. Like, not hi, yeah. how are you? So, how's school? I'm like, I'm not in school <laughs> anymore. Like, yeah. oh my god, this is awkward. And then when I'm I like, did, where have you been for the last five years? I'm like, I'm freelancing right now. I'm doing pretty good. Oh, I have they don't like that word. Subway right now. Okay, but do you have your degree? I'm like, they don't like that word. Don't say freelance. You, you can't say nah, that word. I know, but it's like I have to find what works for me. And this that's is I'm like, yeah, my, gra- my grandma asked me to start working for myself. Yes. She's like, so yeah. do they pay you? I'm like, yeah, grandma. Like, how do you think I pay my bills? Like, no. I okay, you know myself. what the worst thing was? One time, like, this was like last year when Ivano and I were were over at my grandma's house, and she was asking him about work, and he was like, oh, I don't, grandma, I don't have a job. I was like, don't tell her. Oh my god, he's like, and correction, oh he god. doesn't not have a job. He very much does work but he just doesn't have a traditional nine to five yeah right my boyfriend works in film so it looks very different but he mm-hmm. he said to my grandmother yeah, like, he's like a 12 to 12 he said grandma i don't have a job i looked at him so quick like don't tell the lady that you don't have a job <laughs> before she starts looking like what the ass you no, mean because she's like, gonna freak out ivana like, doesn't have a job like what do you mean he doesn't have a job you know what I mean like you're still young but it was just like why why, do you have to say it like that and he's like well it's true I don't have to guess you do you work don't don't discount what you do as not having a job just don't say it like that because you're gonna you realize you're gonna disappoint her you're gonna disappoint her for me grandmother (laughs) who's gonna look at you like oh god what do you mean I you don't have a job? I and then she would ask me, <laughs> ask me about it and be like, well, why he say you don't have a job? No, he has a job. He does have a job. He works. He works a lot, actually. Just, I, just, I don't know. I thought it was the funniest thing because I was just like, I couldn't help. Like, he was talking to her. I wasn't even in the conversation. I looked over like, why did you say that? Do not say that. Good Lord. Good Lord mercy. So with all that being said, what is the one thing that you guys do that helps you cope with that pressure to be perfect, that stress on a daily basis, on a weekly basis? What's one healthy habit that you've developed to cope? I make a list of all the things that I need to do. So if I don't like the things on the list, I don't feel perfect. No, I'm just kidding. No, but that's like one negative thing. Do not do that. Do not make too many lists, guys. The one thing that I do to help myself cope with the stress of feeling like I need to be perfect I feel like for me now, this is so cliche, but I actually really like journaling and I really like like lighting 
um, incense in my home because it gives me like a I re, I never realized why I love it so much that like people come in and be like oh my god your house smells like a temple da, da 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 but it's like a place of comfort for me like when I was growing up like in the mornings my mornings were very peaceful because of like my grandma me and my grandma had really good mornings she would pray every morning she would light incense she'd make me breakfast we'd like watch a show so I feel like that's one why I probably like really admire my mornings but also like why I love that smell because it keeps me like calm because she would always make sure my mornings were really well well put together. I didn't realize that's why I love morning so much until this moment right now, actually. Aww. But I like that. Yeah, like, yeah. When you wake up, you smell breakfast, and you just like oh. yeah, like I, I just the best I just smelled like, like yes. incense, and like I didn't realize how much that was gonna impact my life now because it's so so like important for mm-hmm. me to like light that when I want to feel calm. Mm-hmm. What about you, Tiara? Um, I not tropping. No, no, we're not doing <laughs> well, that. Well, I don't know that. <laughs> no, no, no. I have I have other things that I do, but I think like I have like my self care routine is a big one because like I will always pick a day of the week. Sometimes like I I like to do Sundays, but sometimes it doesn't work out that way. But regardless, I pick a day where I just do everything. Like we do the hair oil and the massage. Mm-hmm. We do we wash our hair, all that good stuff. I will do my face masks and and light my candle and put on like one of my comfort. Disney <laughs> movies or shows or something and then one thing for me too is like I've always really liked video games but for like a good few years now I haven't really played so much just because you know life's busy was in school and work and all that stuff but I've really been getting back into gaming so spending that like time in the night before I go to bed dedicated to whatever my game is has been making a big difference because I'm getting back into something that I always loved but just kind of didn't have time for and then obviously like I mean I I, I take my time to read every day. I kind of switched up my reading schedule too because I stopped reading such like heavy books because I honestly think that was starting to get to me. So I started changing what I was reading to just like more like, lighthearted to, stuff. You know like what I started doing too on a side note? There's a lot of great things that we do clearly. <laughs> um, I, I, I pick like two books now mm-hmm. and like I pick one for leisure, yeah. like just like a relaxing book that I just want to read for fun and then I pick one that's like a like work related. So if I want to read a book about like right now, I'm reading a book about marketing. And then I'm also listening to like Think Like a Monk, listening to it. So like I notice like having, like making yeah. sure that I'm like reading, but also like contributing to both things like work and. That's a good balance. Yeah. And you, you like you like to read like those things. Like you like yeah. to read stuff that's like, like a, like a fact or like a self, yes, like self-help yes. book. Like yeah, you like yeah. to read those types of things too. So that's like a good balance for you. Mm-hmm. For me, you for me, it's the gym. It's always been the gym. Um, I've been going on a consistent basis since I was 14, purely, uh, to manage my stress. Um, and I feel even up to now, the longer I'm out of the gym, I think my max to be out of the gym before my stress reaches its peak is probably a week. After a week, I start realizing I am so irritable. I hate everyone around me. Don't look at me. Don't talk to me. Don't touch me. I, I just feel awful if I'm not there and that like that in a way is also an unhealthy yeah. cycle <laughs> but um, I, I definitely well, also has a major benefit yes yeah. exactly that's the way I try to look at it because as as irritable and as annoyed I am when I don't get to go the moment I get out of there and also I'm not saying it's not um hard to go sometimes like it, sometimes it's dragging my feet to get there but once I'm there I never regret being there because I feel immediately, I just feel better being surrounded by other people that have similar goals, just upping my energy, expending some energy, all that like anger <laughs> that sort of builds up from that stress. 100%. It feels good to be there. And the moment I leave, life feels different. Life feels nice. You know? I don't think you're wrong for getting upset like when you don't get to go though because I think sometimes like those routines knowing the effects that they have on mm-hmm. us and because they relieve so much whatever it's stress anxiety etc that it's like where, when you don't get to do it like of course like I, you know what I mean like of course it would piss you off because it's like you hold that so so like dearly mm-hmm. because it's a huge part of like your well-being so it's like oh my god I missed this day and that means like this is going to kind of stay it's going to crumble same thing day. I'm going to crumble because my routine has been completely thrown off yeah. I'm going to lose all my progress it's the end of the world that's what it feels like <laughs> okay so all in all I feel that but honestly, honestly I promise we're all doing okay what about yeah what about you on you can tell us what you do to help cope in a positive way something that's strictly positive (laughs) well i feel like mine is similar in a sense but it's like um if i i feel like if i look good i feel good 
So, you know, I definitely also try to go to the gym. If I, if I miss a day, I'm only mad because, like, I'm cheating myself, right? So I want to mm-hmm. keep to that routine. And then I also, um, you know, just buy myself. I don't buy, I don't go too crazy, but I feel like the it's good thing. Tiara. Yeah, it's, I it's know not why like you guys her. have to like look we, at me. We go shopping every Thursday, pretty much. And I just, never, I never, yeah. I cannot go to Walmart winter or anything. Walmart winter dollar store with her. <laughs> Literally, no, I can't. Because the other day I went to Winners to like buy a couple things, and I'm like, oh my god, like Tara always has cute stuff, and I always like like her I cute want stuff. More, I want more cute outfits. stuff. No, like those little accessories that are like five dollars, ten dollars, five dollars, ten dollars, and then when you get to the cash, it's like fifty dollars, seventy dollars, dollars. Okay, so you look good, you feel good. Yeah. So I try to. I feel like. Most people that they're hard on themselves, they're like, if I don't do A, then I don't get to treat myself. But I feel like I, I want to reverse that. I'll treat myself you a little bit. You deserve to treat yourself. Exactly. Treat yourself. You'll feel good. You know, work out, buy clothes or whatever. You'll feel good. And then that motivates me more. That makes me feel better so I can actually do what I need to do. And I've also been going out and dancing a little bit. So. Oh, wow. You know, I met a, I met a little... More sh- than a little bit. I, I'm, a, I'm the life of the party. I'll be on the Instagram story. I met a shorty there. Like, life is good. Yeah. Life is good. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. One thing that I it's learned... It's a different is, topic. Like, it's not life, really a different topic. I, you know, I'm just going out and just doing what makes me happy. That's a different podcast. Listen, and life, it makes me feel more productive. Your shorty life is in moderation. Talk to your shorty in moderation, okay? Shop in, in moderation. Go to the gym in moderation. Wake up in moderation. <laughs> Wake up in moderation. That's so, honestly what I'm talking about. Yeah, everything yeah. in moderation. Everything like in moderation gym, is healthy. Dancing once. shorty work all in moderation <laughs> yeah. and that helps me like and you if know, your feet hurt routine. don't be afraid to just go buy a new pair of shoes as long as it's in your budget as long as it's in your budget you see again another episode financial health we'll deal with it at, an, uh, at a later <laughs> date yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have anything i don't think i should be in that i don't think i should be involved in that but uh, just to wrap up, everybody, thank you all for listening in. We hope you enjoyed the conversation today about mental well-being, about the added pressures of being perfect, and we're all perfect in our own ways. So just love yourself, as corny as so it sounds. <laughs> so you know, feel love yourself, good, you know? look good, feel good, moderation, all these great things, and make sure last last thing you like, comment, subscribe, all the great things. Follow us on Instagram. And check out our mental health therapist guide. It's a directory of therapists all over the place, in New York, in New Jersey, in Toronto, all over the place. Anywhere you need a therapist, you let us know and we can help you find one. And also don't be don't be afraid to let us know what kind of topics you might want us to discuss on a future podcast because we really want to help um, guide these conversations in a way that will be helpful and just, just relate to, to everyone as best we can. So don't be afraid to drop a comment and let us know what's on your mind, how you're feeling, and maybe something you just want to hear us explore and like dive into because we're very much open to that.